Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Conversation while we're doing. We have a conversation. Damn, Dad, can we? Can me and Joe have a conversation? I just don't want to get demonetized. Sorry, sorry, Dad. We're gonna get demonetized. We're not monetized. Uh, Come on, monetized. First of all, YouTube doesn't give a crap that we exist, and second of all, um, we give. We've gotten muted so many times for doing (laughs) copyright crap that we've got no chance. They're never gonna give us money. Hey, did you know that song "Love Guns" about Paul Stanley? Whoa, whoa, we're on. We're on. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Freemasons podcast. Oh, keep going. Oh, you want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. With your host, Worshipful Brother Joe. Worshipful Brother Ken. Right, Worshipful Brother George Mudry. All right. All right. That was kind of awkward. We were talking about Paul Stanley. A little cringy. cringy. Anyway, today's episode is, what the hell are we on? We are on 195. 195. Wow, we got 200 coming up. We are going to be doing the Philosophizer Stone. Mm. You ever seen that movie, Dodgeball? Yes. Oh, you're just a philosophizer. <laughs> this is where it came from. That's what we do. Cram it up your cram hole, Ken. We're number one uh, in philosophizing in uh, <laughs> Malaysia. Or something. Oh, Malaysia. <laughs> I love that movie. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> I love that movie. Anyway, we're going to be doing the Philosopher's Stone today. Uh, we're going to be talking about its myths, who worked on it, or not worked on the stone, as long as they're other beating the hell out of a stone, but the whole uh, premise behind it, what it means, and uh, we're going to tackle it. And Puppet George is going to play with his wand. He's going to play with his wand, because it's, it's, it's Puppet George and the Philosopher's Stone, like a Harry Potter, except... Harry Potter! Except done by us. Who was messing around with our camera, man? It's all like... Our camera? Oh, yeah, I did. Direction. Yeah, that was Come me. On. That was me. Damn it, George. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll Stop be fine. touching my stuff. Hey! <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> touch my stuff. Anyway, <laughs> Kenny, lead it off. Yeah. All right, what over on Instagram, we've got some new followers. Andrew Colvin, Shane Lutmer, Ronald Bryant, Ronald Ting, Tom Hickey, uh, MJD83996, whatever. Kirk Ney, uh, Rebecca Sanders, Christian, uh, Ryan Calderon, Alan Dunn, Kevin Thompson, Charles Toyota. Uh, M. Shabir, Joseph Big Joe Van Hove, thank you for uh, watching us live as well. I saw your name up there. Uh, Dylan Joe. Crochet and Michael Leahy, thank you, friends and brothers. Tom Hickey. Michael Leahy? That was one of them? Tom Hickey, did I say that name? Hey, how come yeah. the comments aren't up on this side? Yes, Tom Hickey. Tom Hickey. Thomas M. Hickey. That's yep. awesome. Good thing his name isn't Richard. Anyway, <laughs> Joe, you're up. I'm up. Ken, flip the screen so we can see the comments. Sorry, sorry. God damn. I don't have Check Facebook. I don't do the Facebook thing anymore, remember? Working with amateurs. 
Ah, uh, well, that's right. We don't do the Facebook. Yeah, page none of us want to download that no. Facebook pages management well, app. Business. So. Suite, I can't. <laughs> we. I mean, I could. I'm just too lazy. So if you really, really want to have Facebook shoutouts, and there's always way too many per episode to list. Um, send us you know, a message. Us, yeah, just tell us. And we'll or, when you like yeah, the page, send us a, send us a message. Uh, Facebook Messenger still works. Yeah, or yeah, we can even call your name out if you come over here and subscribe to us on YouTube. Hmm. Speaking of which, um, a name that we failed to mention on the, the last episode, a, a new uh, subscriber through the Anchor app, uh, Worshipful Brother Bob First is now a uh, subscriber yeah. to the oh. podcast. So. Yes. Thank yes. you, brother. Thank Cheers. you. I don't normally see those unless I go in through a PC. I can't see them on my phone, so I slipped my mind. But thank you for pointing that out. So who wants to lead it? I'll lead it. Please do. Brothers, right hand to arms. To arms. arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Are you having a stroke? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'm all oh. old. Leave me alone. A whiskey man. Load him again, boys. We got oh, one more. Christ almighty. You'll be fine. Suck it up, buddy. I'm all getting right. too frisky over here. All right. Where'd the goat come from? Did we talk about that? Rob Gergonis. Oh, thank you, brother. That was part of that yes, bag. That was part of the bag. Oh, yes. that's right. With all the challenges <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, that was a tough challenge. All right. Freemasons Podcast. Apple five-star review. Five-star review! From... Don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. So. Uh, Kevin, 2922. Five-star review. Awesome podcast. Just started listening. 25 episodes in. Always an awesome podcast, whether gaining uh, further historical insight into Freemasonry or just needing a laugh. Brother Kevin, Overseas Lodge number 40, Cranston, Rhode Island. Oh, Cranston. I know Cranston. You travel. Is that when you get your period? Oh, stop it. (laughs) No, it's uh, near one of my... uh, I spend a lot of time in Johnston, which is not far from Cranston. Usually, uh, Cranston has some nice breweries and restaurants. Oh, uh, Fred- and it has the wrestling superstore. If you never need any pro wrestling needs, including a ring, prowrestlingsuperstore.com, Cranston, Rhode Island. Uh, Frederick, you see <laughs> right it? off exit eight. Hopefully, I said that right. Fog. Frederick, if I said your last name wrong, I tried, but I think it's Usita. Brothers, much love from Long Island, New York. New York. Lodge hmm. of Antiquity 11. I'm familiar I'm with Lodge of Antiquity. I'm just saying. I like the name of that lodge. The Lodge think, of yeah, Antiquity. Yeah, we do. I think we have some brothers that might have come to uh, the I'm Civil War the degree. F- Seriously, That John? were from that lodge. What, what did I do? <laughs> you mocked me. Oh, Because well, yeah. I mocked you? You mocked me. I mean, th- I'm th- what am I going to do with this? We poured you like yeah. six fingers. That's what you get for mocking <laughs> me. It's like a triple. Don't oh, mock me again. Just sip it. For anyway, anyway, for Kevin, 2922, five-star review. Kenny, lead it. All right. Brethren, right hand to arms. To arms. arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brethren. Vivat, vivat, vivat. And I got you see his last name right. Yes, it did. Uh, that's oh, how I would pronounce it. Proud of myself. Really? Did you even have any of that? I took a sip. You poured the. You filled. Uh. Mm. Ken, I believe oh, you are correct. Oh, how the mighty have yeah. fallen. Yeah, about the Civil War degree. I'm mighty assuming that's what he's up. talking about. Correct on the last name, brother. And Devaney, Ken, I believe you are. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I've, some, I've heard some, of the last name. I mean, it's nice there. that we could see the comments in the big screen up there. 
can't. But now we're just like squinting at it. And no, no, like, no. It's more so <laughs> trying to look around your beer. Oh, so, oh, oh. <laughs> Excuse me for that. I'm just kidding. Anyway, let's get into the Philosopher's Stone. I almost said philosophizer. Oh, again. like Arius Thomas. He uh, looks like he is an LSU fan. Way to go, brother. Hmm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that oh my god yeah, that'll stir up a little, <laughs> little friendly uh little friendly ribbon brother what's Roll going on what's going on alabama how you doing brother it's a nice city all right so let's get into the philosopher's stone uh this is pulled off of livescience.com Hmm. So this should be interesting. Yeah. Listen, I can't use Wikipedia every time. Is it like one of those clickbait sites that you link through? Well, you know, it was Facebook literally or... the second one down after Wikipedia. I have the Encyclopedia so. Britannica up. Oh, all right. Well, you could fill like in me blanks. To read that? Oh, okay. I didn't know that existed. Well, it does. Let, so. let's see what the, let's see what this is. All right. If it's if it's garbage, you can just be like, no, that didn't happen. Okay. We'll be like, we'll duel on it. What do you think? All right. I so we're we gonna wrestle. Joe Schultz looks. Look, it's the three great Connecticut philosophers: Socrates, Empedocles. <laughs> You'd be testicles. I'd be testicles. I think. <laughs> I thought that'd be Joe. He's lower to the uh, ground. He'll make me laugh. It hurts uh, me. I'm Josephus. Are we done? Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's go. Freaking Joe. Uh, one of Isaac Newton's 17th-century alchemy uh, manuscripts. Buried in private collections for decades, reveals his recipe for a matter thought to be a step toward concocting the magical Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone was a mythical substance that alchemists believed had magic properties and could even help humans achieve immortality. Hmm? Interesting. Hmm? Except Joe. You need a soul to do that. Shut up. <laughs> the manuscript turned up at an auction at... Bonham's in Pasadena, California. Bonham. Yeah, Bonham. Bonham. All right. Uh, in Pasadena, California on February 16th, where the Chemical Heritage Foundation? Is that even a thing? Hmm. All right. Apparently. CHF in Philadelphia brought it. The alchemy text will be available in online repository for those interested in the history of modern chemistry, according to James Volkel the CHF's curator of rare books. Uh, hmm. what, what is this? Uh, I'm just going to fast forward. He's, he's just a guy talking about, yeah, this website sucks. We're going to go to Joe in a minute. But okay. anyway, <clears throat> up until the 18th century, alchemists believed that metals could be broken down into their con, constu, con, constituents. Consta, consta. <laughs> really, we just all we have to do is sit here and correct George every once in a while. We got I, need more, a I need more talking loop. <laughs> constituent parts and be transmuted into other more expensive metals like gold. They developed extensive symbolism and wrote numerous manuscripts and secret codes all as part of an elaborate process to weed out those who were unworthy of their lofty goals, Vogel said. It was these early alchemical experiments that gave rise to modern chemistry. Making philosophy Philosophic mercury was just one of the steps of the alchemical process. Philosophic mercury. What the hell is that? Mm, it's going to be, I don't know. Isn't uh, Joe our alchemist? 
I, I guess so. I don't know. It's one of those like uh, alchemical substances that you get when you start with maybe mercury and do some kind of okay. whiz bang to it. All right. Yep. It could be used to make the Philosopher's Stone a mythical substance that alchemists believe had magical properties. We got that already. Um, the they believe that it could not only transform lead into gold but help humans achieve. This is just a repetitive article. Why? It's because it's clickbait. So, sophic oh, mercury is a works. combination of distilled mercury, gold, and heat. Oh. It's it's a. Say that again. Combination of distilled mercury, gold, and heat. That's sophic mercury. Okay. Use it to break down metals. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, Newton's recipe for yep. I uh, already covered now. No, no, there we go. Newton's recipe for <clears throat> philosophic mercury was originally written by an American chemist named George Starkey. Gotta love those Georges. They're good peoples. Yeah. Starkey studied at Harvard University and moved to England in 1650 to work with the eminent chemists of the time. He ended up working with Robert Boyle, one of Newton's contemporaries. But Starkey published under the pseudonym of... <sighs> Iranius Philothes. I mean, fuck. <laughs> Help me out here, Joe. Help I only out. laugh because you What did. is that? Come on, you try it. I'd go with Iranius. I think you're... Iranius Philothes? Yeah, go with that. That's okay. such a cool name. Iranius. You're being so Iranius. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what... Right? I'm reading that right. Like, Iranius, Iranius. Allowing him to control other... Why is it every time we try to do a damn subject, it's always got to be somebody with a screwed up name? Every time. It never fails. I don't think you're going to find many alchemists named like Joe Smith. Yeah. I'm just saying. Jeff. Every time. And it's always me doing the reading. Well, yeah. It's like they know. They know. It's well, like, oh, yeah, this is a good subject. In their defense, you screwed up constituents. So. Mm. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, continue on. But Starkey published under the pseudonym, the name, allowing him to control other chemists' access to his experiments. Ah, uh, okay. I see what he did. I yep. see what he did there. Pen name. Uh, the manuscript linked Newton's alchemical practice to the American figure George Starkey. He's probably America's first renowned published scientist. Although historians can't tell if Newton carried out Starkey's alchemical experiment himself, um, he said that it was very likely that he did. In fact, Newton made notes and corrected the mistake of Starkey's original text. Oh, okay. On the back of the manuscript, he also wrote down one of his own experiments for distilling lead ore. Interesting. Hmm. Though best known for his study of gravity and his laws of motion, Newton always apparently wrote uh, Newton also apparently wrote more than a million words of alchemical notes through his lifetime. Historians have estimated. But most of his handwritten manuscripts were sold by the descendants of the Sotheby's, 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 mm -hmm. in London in 1936. As a result, many documents were uh, purchased by private collectors. So they're lost. They're gone. Mm, it's too bad. That sucks. Some of those were donated or sold back to public institutions over the years. But this particular text resurfaced in Sotheby's in New York. In December 2004, was offered again at Bonham, Bonham's in 2009, mm -hmm. and finally sold at Bonham's in Pasadena, uh, February 14th, 2016. I'm surprised that stuff all ended up 
private sale. Like, wasn't he a member of the Royal Society? You would think that, you know, they would have maintained all of his notes and manuscripts and stuff, and it wouldn't have been lost to history and I mean, sold in auction houses and stuff. That's very surprising to me. One would think. Yeah. You know. It's a shame. People unless also, he hid it from. Yeah. People are also greedy as, sh- greedy as hell. Mm-hmm. Caught myself. You're welcome, Rafferty. You need Jesus. I do need Jesus. Um, no, but people are greedy as hell. So, I mean, Newton, I mean, God, I imagine was pretty popular in those times. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's a pretty I popular guy. With everyone but the church. Right. So, <laughs> fair point. Um, but people knew of his popularity. So, they knew that people would want to get a hold of those different things that he wrote because they can sell them for monetary gain. So, I mean, it makes sense that they would end up in private collections because whoever ended up getting their hands on them, be like, hey, this is Newton stuff. Here, here, take this. You know what I mean? Either that or... Give was, me 50 bucks. This is Newton Either stuff. that or he passed it on to people who he felt he could trust with the, the secrets and the, the recipe, for lack of a better term, hmm. um, and just passed around and then eventually ended up with somebody who didn't know what they had. Mm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Isaac Newton, let me sell that at auction. Yeah. Right. That's why uh, I'm curious about this. Uh, what did you say? The... the Chemistry Heritage Foundation, Chemical Heritage Foundation. Yeah. It sounds I'm like have to it's look a, into them a little bit. It sounds like it's a scientific historical kind of society. That uh, I don't know. Joe, your turn. Let's hear what you got. So a little bit on this um, philosophic mercury. The the thought process behind it was, if you could take a metal like lead or any metal, and break it down into its constituents in different parts, that you could then reassemble it into something else. Okay. Um, so the thought was you could break down these base metals and, and other things and then rearrange, in essence, molecularly rearrange them to turn them into gold. Like a Star Trek transporter. Kind of mm. like a Star Trek transporter, <laughs> but different. Well, when you think about it, that's basic chemistry when you get down to it. I mean, it yeah. doesn't work the same way that they thought it did, but that's true. If you do disassemble something <laughs> into its real constituent components, you could, well, with a ton of energy, theoretically make gold out of it. Well, that's how they make yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how they make swords and stuff, right? You take the impurities, no. you heat them up really hot, you melt them away, all the impurities, they burn off, and then you have basically, you're stuck with straight iron, you know? Yeah, in essence, it's distilling mm. metal Yeah, is, yep. is what it comes down to. Um, but there's, there's a, a lot of different thoughts regarding it of whether it actually, like what exactly is the Philosopher's Stone, and is it something that's tangible? Um are you really converting lead into gold or are you in essence taking a rough ashlar and making it perfect? Mm. Um, so is the, is your body the stone? Um, you know, that's where you kind of get into, um, some of these chemical changes where, you know, when you get into vitriol and you talk about the philosopher's stone, there's that pineal gland that will calcify and turn to stone. If you, if, um, toxins get in there so it's it's there's thought that this there are some recipes within this philosopher's stone quote-unquote that will detoxify that pineal gland um and Mm. open up your brain and use part of your brain that you're you're not used to using or that you're not currently using which that pineal gland is also referred to as the third eye um so there's a lot of yeah seat of the soul i've heard before so there's a lot of debate whether are you actually converting material lead into material gold, or is it uh, a metaphor or allegory mm. for something else? Hmm. 
<clears throat> so it's not one thing that came out of Newton's writings is that it's not actually clear if he did it himself or whether he was just searching for it. Um, but there are those, you know, when we had um, Brother Timothy Hogan on, you know, he he is an alchemist and he uh, mm -hmm. he does some of these uh, recipes, for lack of a better term. And, uh, you know, we referred to his, his talk on alchemy within Freemasonry, the YouTube video when he was on. Mm, right. um, but it's ultimately it could, the Philosopher's Stone may actually be some type of elixir that's uh, a detox with detoxification properties. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's at Hogwarts if we ever want to go. Well, true. For it, you know? So the Philosopher's Stone, then, it's not an actual thing. We're going to be clear Potentially. about that. There are some that think it is, but... I think those are people, you know, anybody who looks at the connections between alchemy and, and Freemasonry, um, you know, everything we do is veiled in allegory. So it's mytho-historical. It yeah. It's mytho-historical. So it's not, you know, it's, it's a story. Probably so, based in some fact. Yeah. So uh, I have uh, something here actually from uh, another website, which is the Masonic Troll. I was just going to read this one. Uh, unless, Joe, you have... No, I'm looking up what this Chemical Heritage Foundation is. I want to go there. All right. Yeah, this one gets pretty <laughs> deep. So anybody can, wants to read this, I'm just going to... It's the uh, <sighs> MasonicTrowl.com? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good site. Those guys, those guys are scholars, though. Are they really? Because it <clears throat> seems like... Well, I've seen a lot of papers and stuff and speeches. Yeah, it's the Philosopher's Stone, what speech. it is and how it's made. This hmm? gets a little bananas here, though. Um, Words too big for you, then? No, it's just a lot to cover. Um, oh, but by the way, while you're looking that up, the Chemical, Her Chemical Heritage Foundation is now known as the Science History Institute. Yeah, so scientific history kind of. That's really not. Nice. I like the other name better. Mm. Chemical, Chemical Heritage. Heritage Foundation. I'm gonna name a band. Yeah. Well, you can now because they're defunct. Yeah. This is a uh, MasonicWiki.com. This is a little easier wiki, wiki, to freaking wiki, wiki. write. Uh, a read. Um, it was a doctrine of the alchemists that were there, that there was a certain mineral, a discovery of which was the object of their art, because being mixed, because being mixed with their baser metals, it would transmute these into gold. This mineral, known only to the adepts, they called lapis philosorum, or the philosopher's stone mm -hmm. hitchcock wrote a book in 1857 on alchemy and the alchemists to maintain the position uh, proposition that alchemy was a symbolic science that its subject was man and its object uh, and its object the perfection of man asserts that this is hard like learn how to use fucking periods dude holy shit no, oh, yeah, it's his fault. <laughs> Seriously, like literally, there's no period until here. Where? Here. This is all just talking. Anyway, he quotes an old Hermetic philosopher. Oh, interesting. We're getting back into Hermes again. Yep. Isaac Holland, that uh, as saying that though a man be poor, he yet he may very well attain unto it the work of perfection. And he may be employed in making the philosopher's stone. 
If this interpretation be correct, then the Philosopher's Stone of Alchemists and the Spiritual Temple of Freemasons are identical symbols. So, so there's some key things there as far as a poor man. Right. right. Think about mm-hmm. how you start your journey. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about the rough Ashler and, and becoming the, the perfect Ashler and that journey. Um, there's, there's definitely some parallels there. Jason Gast, welcome to the show, man. He's uh, going to be uh, he's petitioning, asking too. for a petition asking next week. Petition. Good nice. luck. Yeah. Good yeah. luck. Let us know how you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think personally, and this is just me, uh, there's no doubt that a lot of these things, organizations, groups, blended into Freemasonry. We've already extended, we've already beat that dead horse, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think alchemy was one of them, and again, Isaac Newton didn't really get along with the church too well. He did a lot of his experiments and things that he did underground. A lot of his theories were were kept quiet away from the church because we all know how Bruno worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, alchemy, like the pra- practical alchemy and Freemasonry, early Freemasonry were contemporaneous, right? So, like, I'm sure there were plenty of alchemists who were Masons and masons who were alchemists so see i don't think that's how it started personally well no definitely i think not. that the alchemists were were actually doing science experiments they were actually like well yeah it was it was working ke- with their hands and stuff like that it was chemistry before the understanding of correct you know atoms and subatomic particles and all of that so what i think ended up happening is they ended up hiding i guess you could say inside the ranks of Freemasonry because it was really the only safe place to go. Right? I mean, that's true. Yeah, I mean, we... Yeah, I guess... I mean, you could find solace in Freemasonry if you're kind of an enemy of the church. Right. Because you're mucking around with science that they don't want you mucking around with. Right. Um, Yeah, you could find some measure of protection, I would think, within the the folds of Freemasonry. So what I think ended up happening is as they're... they're not excommunicated because you're a Mason in the first place. Correct. (laughs) There's always that. Well, I I mean, also, don't forget, Freemasons back in those days weren't walking around with freaking lapel pins and, 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 you know, emblems on the back of their cars. Swearing compasses in the back of their carriages and whatnot. (laughs) So I think that... Again, as Freemasonry evolved going from more of a philosophical type thing, what they eventually did was they took that that theory or that um, that lesson of turning a base metal into gold, which is beautiful. Everybody wants gold, right? Golds and diamonds, right? Yes, yes. And Freemasonry applied it to actually man people right so we all go from a rough ashlar to a smooth ashlar it's a very similar um metaphor mm-hmm. as going from a base lump of i don't know lead like joe and turning him into a piece of gold like me i'm just saying <laughs> fool's gold man. <laughs> yeah. i thought you were gonna say a piece of shit <laughs> no carbon we were doing so. That was probably the first time we've sworn in like four episodes. We're doing so well. Oh, I swore last time. I'm I swore. Oh, when you were up here by yourself? Yeah, I swore. Yeah. No, but if you best. think of it, the, listen, um, I'm not a perfect ashlar yet. I'm no, working on it. No, my mouth is definitely not a per- perfect ashlar. I am trying though. Um, but good thing of it, gold is has always been associated with the gods. Adam Joseph and, and taking mm-hmm. going yes. from lead to gold, you know. 
would make you closer to would make you closer to God, and deity. then yeah. you get into the things like apotheosis and mm-hmm. man becoming godlike. Mm. Um, you know, it 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 could just be that philosophical metaphor of right. transforming man into something closer something to God. Better I mean, you can go as far as I mean. Uh, first off, before I go any further, uh, Adam Joseph petitioned my local lodge recently. Send. Uh, sending love from Northwest Ohio. Hey, hey Ohio. Uh, cool name, too. Adam. It's spelled A T O M. Like the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's his real name, but. Or your basic. Pretty cool. Or your basic cells of life. I mean, whatever. Cells? Or whatever the fuck they are. I don't oh, know. my God. You're the cyborg. Stick to alchemy. <laughs> we were fine with Adam Bomb. Dude, that's, um, like, that's like middle school science class. A- a- Adam Bomb. I slept a lot. Um, <clears throat> but. So anyway, just going kind of back to what I was saying, though, like um, in regards to, you could take it like so many different directions. I mean, as an, you can go from entered apprentice to master mason is is that is is a transformation, mm-hmm. if you will. Yep. Uh, you can go from boyhood to man. That's a transformation. So it, it could be applied to many parts of a mason's journey. Uh, all the while they're hiding. Alchemists from being burned at the stake. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I could see how it could blend in there. You know, again, even like with the Rosicrucians and many other orders that were around there blending into Freemasonry to get away from what the hell was going on because mm-hmm. they all need Jesus. You know, the world was a scary place back then for yeah, anybody all, who thought differently. Ultimately, it all goes back to the, the ancient mysteries. Even if you look at the... The cover of the Cabalion book that I have, um, which is like the nice leather-bound gold leaf edition, on the cover of it is the symbol of the Philosopher's Stone, which is a circle inside of a square inside of a triangle. Um, And if you just think of that symbolism in and of itself, the circle, the square, the triangles, uh, that's got Freemasonry all over it. Right. Um, And it's the, the union of those three things together that make up that Philosopher's Stone. So it's it's definitely tied into the ancient mysteries. I don't know what I touched, but I went into the Alexandria. Oh, it's a Scottish. Here's me. Oh, oh, the Scottish Rite Bulletin. Valley of uh, Alexandria put out something: the compass, rose, and the philosopher's stone within Scottish Rite masonry. Oh, should I read it? Sure, why not? We'll give you a third try. Um. Shut up. Everybody's <laughs> saying that we should do the reading, but unfortunately, you got that tiny little screen on that laptop. Do you want it? I, good. Could, I could throw it over there if you want. Nah. If you tell me where to go, I could read oh, it if you tell wow. me what site it's on. Uh, it's Get actually clicked on. on alexandriascottishrite.org. And it was. I can't even. Wait, can I send it? Wait, you have an Apple phone. Hold on, stand by. All right, just look it up. We're going to do this live. Nope. You're going to watch, 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 watch. It's even better than listening to him read, folks. He's going to try to I am gonna try send to a this. link Boom. from a laptop to a... The oh. Compass Rose. I, I, already, I already found it. <clears throat> Live. No, you didn't. Did right you here. Yeah. On the Freemasons Podcast. But I still want to text him. Why? I have special. it. Watch this. Oh, my God. You're, this is Folks, you watching from home? Because this I'm about, is to, why. I'm this about is. to send Joe a dollar of Apple Cash. Well, while we're waiting... <laughs> We While we're waiting for George to dick around, <laughs> oh, no, good, go ahead. Let's talk about um, you can uh, join Patreon for as little as five dollars a month. You can get exclusive access to Patreon content, uh, access to our Discord channel, 
and the ever-elusive Gold Tone Freemason podcast pen. All for as little as $5 a month. Look for us on Patreon. Joseph Perez, greeting brothers. Hoffman Lodge 412, Middletown, New York. Corn to bourbon, a product of Alchemy. Oh, oh is that the case? Yeah, I mean, you you're, you're basically, I mean, you're distilling. All right. All right. You're distilling. All right. Not distilling metal, but you're distilling. I love Alchemy, so. then. <laughs> so this is what you want me yeah. to read, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, that's it. The compass rose, also known as the wind rose, is a symbol used on nautical charts to indicate orientation among the four cardinal points, north, mm. south, east, and west as well as the intermediate points in between the cardinal directions. In ancient Greece and Rome, the compass rose was also known as the Stellar Maris, or Star of the Sea. Oh, that's the church in Stanford, Our Lady Star of the Sea. Now it makes sense. I thought it was a tuna hmm. fish. Um, <laughs> that too. The compass rose in this period added eight points to the original four. In ancient Latin, these points were called Septentrio, which was north, Aquilo, which is north-northeast, Cassius, which is northeast, Subsolanus, which is east, Volturnus, southeast, Uranotus, south-southeast, Oster, south, Libantus, south-southwest, Africus, southwest, Favonius, west, Chorus, northwest, and Thrasius, which is north-northwest. <coughs> in the medieval period, the mariner's compass rose replaced the Latin names for the 12 points with the Italian and Arabic words. By the 14th century, 12 compass points had grown to a full 32-point compass rose that we now know today. Funny how it's 32 points. Interesting. Mm. Um, nice pronunciation, too, by the way. Well done there, Thank Joe. you. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to fake it. Yeah. <laughs> And other assets, I'm just going to skip down a little bit to, uh, according to certain traditions, Masons are known by various references to ancient navigation. The Grand mm -hmm. Constitutions of 1786 instituted 33 uh, degrees of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite, of which 33rd ruled and governed the whole. It could be considered that one possible inspiration for the introduction of 32 degrees could possibly have been the compass rose. Indeed, we now know that degrees serve as moral and philo philosophical lessons upon which we can navigate our lives. Interesting. I've never heard uh, an explanation for the 32 before. That's very interesting. By moving from one degree to the next, we can learn more about our journey through life and mark our time spent by using the 32 degrees of Scottish Rite to peg our lives events upon our own personal traverse board. In other aspects of the degrees of ancient and accepted Scottish Rite, we hear stories about the lessons regarding the Philosopher's Stone. Without going into detail in this article, which we, of course, we would want them to do, we have seen that there are aspects of the Philosopher's Stone that are taught to us through certain degrees of Scottish Rite. For those brothers who have seen and heard the exceptional ritual that was practiced by members of La France Lodge Number no. 93 from the District of Columbia during our past Blue Lodge nights, you know what I mean. Um, that's all they say about it, so that was not a great article regarding this. There's a little... Uh little pictorial there of the compass rose, if you're trying to figure out what the heck it is we're talking yeah, so about. Yeah, so if you see that, that basic, uh, it doesn't look, well, I guess it kind of looks like a rose. Oh, gonna, oh look, it's right yeah. on there. Yes, look it's at right that. on the screen, right over your head. Oh, it's like a halo. Yeah. <laughs> like a halo, halo, halo. I like that one. Um, right. So, but that's, uh, that didn't really get into the Philosopher's Stone much. No. So I did a lot of reading. Thank God we didn't have to hear you read that. Though. I know papers have been <sighs> written about Philosopher's Stone and Freemasonry, but um, 
I don't know where any of them are. <laughs> I know I've come across them in the past, probably in a short short talk bulletin or something. One of the the MSA short talk bulletins. While I look it up, why don't you talk a little Harry Potter for? Talk a little Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, While I was looking around the room a minute ago for a proper wand um, for Mr. Puppet George over here, you know they do say that the wand chooses the wizard. Oh, it does indeed. It uh, that is what they say, but um, there was nothing useful here Mm. that would be Puppet George sized. I know what your wand would be, Joe. Quite to scale. You'll find it at VIP. Mm. Okay. Mine would be a lightsaber. <laughs> it would be a lightsaber. Ken, yours would be like a, a sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Right? Doctor Who. Yeah. Cool. See, that's, that's right up your alley, I like no? I it. It is. Yeah. yeah. I knew that. Yeah, I'm a George, yours would nerd. be like, I don't know, a wiffle ball bat. Hmm. Why would it be a wiffle ball bat? Because I'm angry and want to hit people with it? Because <laughs> it's simple. So, it is, yeah. Uh, we're going to have to cover... On a future episode, uh, the the Harry Potter and uh, Freemasonry because Harry Potter and Freemasonry. There's a link there. Apparently, the MidnightFreemasons.org wrote a whole freaking story about it. Jeez. Well, because the the connection. So, for those that don't know, um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in America. The original book in in England is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, but they didn't think it was sexy enough for us Americans because mm-hmm. we're so sexy. Yeah, and it wasn't. They changed it to the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, I'm um, sexy and I know it. But they mention in Harry Potter uh, a person named Nicholas Flamel, mm-hmm. who is a real person, uh, and who actually developed a reputation as an alchem- alchemist and was believed to have discovered the Philosopher's Stone. Really? So it's directly connected to this Nicholas Flamel character, um, who apparently, you know, I think in the story, was a... Uh, well, he was involved a contemporary... With the contemporary of Dumbledore, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he was an alchemist. So it yes. was weird. It was one of those very few kind of links back to nonfiction. Um in that entire story. But I remember hearing that and I remember, you know, I was probably, I don't know how old I was when I first saw that or when I first read that, I was obviously already a Mason at that point, And I read that name, Nick, uh, Nicholas Flamel. And I'm like, that sounds familiar. I feel like I heard that on a Masonic education night or something. Or yeah, So I'm going to have to check out. Sure enough. Maybe we'll do this next episode. Oh, can I wear my death eaters mask? If we do a Harry You have one. Yes, I do. Oh, I was, gonna dress up like a death eater with my son for halloween this maybe year. we'll do this next you episode have i don't have a like mask. this is a mine. lot to cover yeah. there's apparently a lot of you got it here. too i got it i have to get multiple masks but okay yeah we'll talk about I think that I, got it on eBay. I didn't know you had a death eaters mask. i do have a death eaters because right. they look cool they do look cool i like to dress did up you them. did you draw the tattoo on yourself too when you wore it last no i have night? enough of those yeah, i like okay. to just wear the mask cool run around the neighborhood yeah so I'll show you my Death Eater. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to screw this up, and I know I'm going to. Of course get, you are. I know I'm going to get yelled at for it, but uh, we will n- not cat. be recording Sunday. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, the day before a national holiday, so I have plans. A national holiday. Holiday. Yeah. Which national holiday? National holiday on Monday. Yeah. National holiday. No, yeah, on Monday. Yeah. Um, and also, mm, no, it's one. not. It's no, it's not a national <laughs> timeout. No, I have it on my calendar because so I'm like, oh, let me look it up. Uh, Is it some shit. dumb George only holiday? Or something? Yeah, it's his birthday. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's why it's a dumb George. And only then, uh, what, are you going to be 38, 39? Uh, I'm going to be 29 again. Mm, I guess. 
It's going to be the second time. Um, I'm going to be 39. Mm. God, I got old. Not as old as you, but I got old. <laughs> Put the old philosopher's stone above your head this time, Joe. So now you got the... Uh, when my age you reach, look this good, you will not. Yeah, that's right. No, I won't. There uh, you go. There's that philosopher's stone. Uh, um, which I think basic. that symbol that symbol might have been used in like the illustrations in the book or in the movie. It's actually very like similar yeah. to the... Um, Christ, not the... Oh, God. You ever seen that movie Explorers from like the early 19... Like the late 1980s? It had uh, River Phoenix in it. Ethan Hawke was in it. It sounds familiar. It was about the three kids. They ended up getting like this. They made a spacecraft. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You remember this movie? Yep, yep. yep, I think that was the symbol. Might have been. That they kept dreaming about. And I think that's very similar to the Deathly Hallows symbol. It's slightly different. There's something slightly different. Yeah, the Deathly Hallows symbol is the triangle with that in it. Because there were three Deathly Hallows, right? Or something. With, no, you can't see. And this it. is Harry Potter, right? No, Harry Potter. Hold on, I'll I'll find it and we'll pull it it's up. That here. one. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Very I got similar. You. Here, I'll put that up on the screen. Royal Arch Mason. Yeah, absolutely. Sean Osler. Show that one. I made it in time. <laughs> Pizza in a square box, sliced in triangles. Joseph Perez. There you go. Oh. There you go. That's the meaning of life. God damn it. Pizza. Now I want pizza. I do too. So, <laughs> I had pizza before I came. Why don't you have to go put that shit in my head? Right, talks. Good, your, morning. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Where is he over in um, yeah. New Zealand? Ah, I was going to say, you must be one of those Kiwis. Oh, boy, you're just going to piss everybody off today. Why huh? no? That's what you call the New Zealand people. Kiwis? Yeah. You need to find a better place. Where did to that put come from? Explain this to me. The little birds. Isn't that Aust- uh, New Zealand's national bird, the kiwi? I like believe that's off? where it comes from, yeah. I, I never heard this before. Yeah. Just don't call them Aussies. That'll piss them off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll piss them off. Well, yeah, the kiwis. Really? I never knew that. Yeah, it's a thing. And it's not a derogatory term either. No. Like they call each other, though. That's what they're. Sean like their national identity. Sean Oscar says, I do my EA proficiency in less than an hour and a half. Ooh, good Wow. Luck. And good you're listening luck. to us instead of studying? What the hell is wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> Maybe he knows his stuff. Good luck. Yeah. That's, Maybe he knows his stuff. Yep. I'm sure he's got it. Sean Osler, Alex the Viking. Yeah. I'm, if, you, uh, if you get stuck on any questions, just ask oh, us in okay. the comments, I guess. Sean Osler is Alex the Viking. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Says the Sea Brigade. Hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. C Brigade? Uh, the yeah, the letter C Brigade. That's, I was wondering yeah. if you were going Discord, letters. Discord reference. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't really have much on the Philosopher's Stone. I thought it was going to be a little bit more in-depth than that, talking about you know the crossover between the Philosopher's Stone and Freemasonry and everything. Although they made a really shitty movie with, uh, what's his name, Rudy in it. What? Oh, yeah, the Freemason, the Freemason? movie. Oh, oh yeah. Good God. Was it Rudy? Wasn't it like the uh, one of the hobbits? Yeah, from, uh, from yeah Sean Astin. Yeah. He played Rudy. Oh, oh, okay. He also played Rudy. God. His mother's... So I got that movie. I should see that his movie. His mother's Patty Duke and his father is Gomez. Yeah. We talked... Yeah, you, you were the one who like opened my I, eyes to that yeah. strange, think, terrifying bit of I think I got there. that movie. Mm, 
from for those who want to learn about Freemasonry, don't watch this damn movie. Right. I want to um, borrow it just because I haven't. I seen it. I will give it to you. I will give it to you. I do not want it back. I will okay. literally hand it to you. I will burn it after. You can do burn whatever you up, want to burn it. it up for your love. I'll uh, distill it into its constituent components and then put it back together and make it into a good movie, like you know, Man Who Would Be yeah. King or something. So, it so it's basically. I'm gonna give you a rundown of this movie, right? The dude's a cop, Everybody. right? And whatever. I'm a cop, you idiot! The uh, <laughs> is that kindergarten cop? <laughs> yeah, it is. Jeez, that harkens back to the eighties. It's oh, not the tumor. Yeah, we're going to play a game. It's called "Who is your daddy and what does he do?" All of you, shut <laughs> up! <laughs> I'm Detective John Kimball. <laughs> I'm a cop, you idiot! <laughs> Oh, God. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Where were we going with that? We were talking was... about the Freemasons oh. movie. <laughs> I'm going to give you a cop. basic rundown. He was okay. a cop. Yep. Okay, Jody, he held back. I'm no, we got it out of our system. Um, in... I'm a cop, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll stop. And whatever the case may be, they were looking for somebody who broke into the Masonic Lodge or something like that, and it was like the Grand Lodge or whatever, even though it wasn't the Grand Lodge. The Grand Master was in a wheelchair. He was the dude who played the Russian guy who got, uh, who was in the movie Shooter. He was in the wheelchair. Nope. No idea. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. All right. Everything he hits, he destroys. Yeah. Yes, that guy. No, that, is it that guy? It's that guy, From yeah. Rocky IV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it really? Dolph Lundgren? No, the, the coach. The, oh, the coach. The, his, I didn't know that guy was still alive. He was kind of it's old. Simple. Even Everything then. he hits, barely. Yeah. he destroys. Yes, um, exactly. You, so, people, you think you Americans are so very, very good, and we are so very, very bad. <laughs> but we are very, very good, and you, you are, are very, very, very bad. <laughs> well, he got me there. <laughs> All right, sorry. Oh, uh, Christ. So it ends up, the, the apparently... They had this thing that turns again. They had the, the whatever it was that, that turns base metals into gold, right? He mm-hmm. had the and they were looking for it and he couldn't find it. Turns out that the cop, Sean Ru- Rudy, whatever his fucking name is, not Detective John Aston, no, yeah, Sean Aston or whatever. The, he was the cop and he was the one who was looking for it and greed and trying to get a hold of it and all that stuff and whatever. He ends up, I don't remember if it was opening a briefca- briefcase like in Pulp Fiction and his face turned like, or no, he was mixing air, doing whatever, and it got really, really bright in his face and then it, it like faded away. So it's like it was gold and then it wasn't. And they, the Masons had Marcellus up, Wallace's soul in the box. Yeah, yeah. So right? Did it burn out or did it fade away? It, it uh, burned out because they yeah. apparently yeah. the one that he got the 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 the, the you'll have to watch it. It was like the movie. fake version was, of it or something. It, okay. No, it was the Masons were still keeping it secret. There was another ingredient oh. that was needed. So he started to make the gold and then it failed. So it sounds like a really, really crappy national treasure or something like that. Yes. <laughs> like it was written yes. by, you know. Yes. Uh, Probably better that it burned out than childish away. version. Yes. So anyway. Well, I mean, I'll I watch shit it. on the movie. I'll but watch I mean, it, it anyway because I'll watch horrible. anything that has anything to do with Freemasonry, even if it's terrible. Um, I will give you this movie. You can so I'll, I'll watch it. He destroys. Everything he hits, he destroys. Uh, Joseph Schultz, I never saw it. Can I have it after Ken? Yes. Yes. We should do we a. Um, why don't room. we do like a uh, hold on. set up a group viewing or something? So uh, yeah, Jake, I mean, if we're gonna violate copyrights. We might as well go whole. All right. Log into it. You know? Uh oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this by request. This down. I'm gonna do this by by request. Legarius Thomas says, "When are you gonna start the back on the Anunnaki people?" I'm gonna bring the book up here the next time we record, 
and uh, we will. I will, I will read. Oh, yeah. I'll do it here with you guys. We right after the yet. LSU Tigers were in the national championship, and I think yeah. I'm literally. I think I'm up to the chapter where we're talking about the flood. Is that where you left I off? I think that's you where you were I doing left the off. Um, Patreon only, right? For no, 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 no. No, I no, thought no, you no. were. No, I started doing Morals and Dogma, and then I said, "F that." <laughs> no, I was doing something else on. Uh, but we'll, how about we do that? I'll bring up. Yeah, uh, I like that idea. I'll bring that up. The Lost Book of Enki. Next episode, we'll do that, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about it. And you boys can put your input on there. That sounds good. So it's not just sounds good. Me screwing up words. Um, Jacob That's Drake. That's my favorite part. Uh, happy almost birthday, George, and awesome job on running, Joe. Thank brother you, brother Jake. Jake. Linter- uh, mm-hmm. Brother Jake, listening in the background. Very interesting subject. Who? Um, oh. well, he also just uh, started a YouTube channel. I think yeah. you just look up Jacob. Drake and it's uh-huh. uh, it's all about pursuing your dreams and uh, just uh, chronicles some of his adventures that he's taken over the last couple years to, to find himself before uh-huh. going off to, to join the National Guard. So uh-huh. check it out on YouTube. Uh, I believe it's just just look up Jacob Drake. I'm sure you'll find his uh, his page there. Very Masonic. Uh-huh. Subscribe and smash that like button for him. And yeah. us. And us. Yeah. Yes. Other than that, I'm good. Oh, you're good. I got nothing you're else. Good, all right. I'm tapped out. Mm-hmm. You guys got anything you want to add? No, I couldn't find. I never really got into the Philosopher's Stone. Never really. Mm. I wish I brought a wand. Like my kids have some. My kids are big Harry, <laughs> po- Harry Potter fans, and they've got like a bunch of those, like you know, various quality wands. Some of them we made ourselves and stuff. I should have brought one that was the right size for Puppet George. We should do a little vignette with yeah, him. Yeah, we like, should do a little with something. him killing Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets to play Voldemort? Or make him look like Voldemort. I can wear my Death Eater Photoshop mask and he can... Uh, take all of his hair We've got off. that green screen. We could. I could we be could, a Death Eater and he can... Yeah, like, we could set up a whole scene. or something. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Put him on a broom or something. Yeah, and we can... Uh, yeah, we got to do can, some video content. Let's set that thing we up. We can have somebody come uh, play Voldemort, mm. right? We can... Uh, maybe we'll call Benny Blumenthal and have him play Voldemort. <sighs> he does kind of look like Voldemort. All we got to do is cut his nose off and yeah. he's good to go. <laughs> take the glasses off. <laughs> Brother Ligarius. Next episode. Yeah, yeah. I know. Downhill. Uh, Brother Ligarius, next episode we record. Not going to be this Sunday. Maybe next Thursday. I'm going to bring the Lost Book of Enki. So you guys can look forward to the Lost Book of Enki. Next episode, I will read it and we could all have comments about it. Mm. What do you think? I like it. Hi, Bray. I'm in. I ended on tablet eight. Yes. Thank you. Because I would can have I still to... wear my Death Eater yeah. mask? Yeah, yeah, I don't care. It. Okay. Yeah. Ended on tablet eight, yeah. Um, and there's 13 <laughs> tablets. <laughs> that was for you, Brother Devaney. I knew you'd love that. <laughs> we got to get Devaney up here before they, they before we go on lockdown again. We We're do. not going on freaking lockdown. I'm not going on lockdown. Well, if the um, government says not, we do... Brother Devaney, we, come on up sometime. We got to get you up read here. Read my I'd lips. Love to. I'm not going on lockdown. I can't see down that far. I'm going to go back to recording from my uh, backyard, which is slightly nicer than the old house. <laughs> have better internet back there, so I'm I'm okay if we have to we'll record from separate I ain't going locations. On I'm going to bring my ass up not, here but... every single freaking time. Hmm. I don't care. Except for the Sunday because it's your birthday on Monday. Right, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I got something going on Sunday. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, though. Okay. Do you want to do a big and tall episode on Sunday? or Well, you we'll talk offline. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. offline. All right. Like that. We'll shut it down. All right. Mm. You started it. You end it. Oh. 
For the Freemasons Podcast, this is Worshipful Brother Joe signing off. Worshipful Brother Ken signing off. All right, Worshipful Brother George signing off. Mm. Have a good night, everyone. Have a great night.